What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. It's a new day. We're here to live for today. Yesterday doesn't matter. It's in the past. Whatever it was, whatever happened, we got to live with it. And we got to live for tomorrow because tomorrow, we don't know what it brings. The only thing you know is what's happening right now. And the only thing you can change, the only thing that you can affect is what happens in the future. And the future starts today. You got to live for the moment. You got to live for for right now. Whether yesterday was good, ride the momentum. Whether yesterday was bad, forget about it. It's in the past. You can't change it. The only thing you can change, the only thing you can affect is tomorrow. We don't know what what happens then, but you can make it happen. Right now, right now is happening. We live for the now. And right now, it's episode 95 of Life's a Garden. It's a new day indeed. Thank you all for joining me once again. Another episode of Life's a Garden 95. Here we go. Um, Not only a new day, but you may have already noticed new equipment in the building. I got a brand new soundboard for the podcast, which is already paying off. In multiple ways. First of all, you, you can clearly notice an audio difference. Like, it's so much more clear. There's less uh, background noise. It's just so much more crisp. Um, can't believe it took me this long to buy one in the first place. Very similar to my in-ear monitors. I, I got those. And I was like, how did I wait this long to have these? It's a game changer. This soundboard is a game changer. Now, I also want to make a little bit of a confession in regards to the new equipment. So, for 94 episodes now, you may have noticed that on my solo episodes, I'm always wearing the headphones. Uh, typically guest episodes, we don't wear the headphones. Um, typically for podcasters, when they wear the headphones, the purpose for that is so they can hear themselves and hear the guest through the headphones. It makes it a lot clearer. Um, it's just easier to focus, I guess. I don't know exactly like the main purpose. It's, it's just to hear you. So, you know, the audio level, you know, um, if if your mic cuts out for some reason, you know, it, it just helps in a lot of ways. Now, here's the confession I must make. There's a reason we don't wear them on guest episodes. It's because they've never worked. I've never been able to hear myself on any episodes. So, for almost two years now, whenever you've seen me wearing the headphones on solo episodes such as this... They've had no significant purpose whatsoever. I've literally only been wearing them as like an aesthetic looking. It's it's for looks, essentially. Because I just think it looks more professional to be wearing the headphones during a podcast. 
And it just seems ridiculous for me to t- to ask my guests to wear headphones when they serve literally no purpose until now. Finally, after almost two years of recording these podcasts, I can functionally hear myself. So for the very first time on any Life's a Garden episode, when you see me wearing the headphones, they actually <laughs> are working. They actually serve a purpose now, unlike any other time in the past. How about that? I bet you never knew that. Oh, my God. Go back and look at any previous episode with me wearing the headphones, and they're doing nothing for me. They're probably they're probably making it worse for me. Like, on any of the episodes where I've done impressions, half the time it's because I couldn't hear myself. Like, it's just muffling my my own voice. Now I can hear myself perfectly. And I guarantee you it will also keep me on track of what I'm saying because I'm more focused on what I'm saying. Also, I mean, it is kind of weird to hear your own voice so clearly in your head, but I've gotten used to it with the inner monitors and whatnot. I can, like, gauge my pitch when I'm talking. Maybe I'll speak a little bit more clearly. Maybe I'll, like, enunciate my words a little bit better. I don't know. It's a, it's amazing. And it's hilarious to me that up until now, I, I've never worn these headphones for any functional purpose until today. So there's a little there's a little inside tidbit for you uh, <laughs> on podcast trivia for Life's a Garden. God. Let's see. What was how was the week this week? Uh last couple weeks, I guess, because I, I it's been a minute since I caught up solo with you guys. Um It's been a busy week, man. Went out a lot. Got a little uh spent a little a little bit too much money some of those nights. But it's all good because... Oh, and you know what else I did? I got fucking wasted a few of those nights. But as you may recall from previous episodes, we have zero regrets now. We I might have done some stupid shit. I might have said some stupid shit like spending too much money. But we don't look at that as a negative anymore. I We had fun. I mean, obviously, don't go blow all your money. But enjoy life. As I said in the opening... You gotta live for the now. Who gives a fuck what tomorrow... Like, who gives a fuck what happened yesterday? And it, honestly, kind of who gives a fuck what happens tomorrow? Because you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. So you just gotta live for the moment. And that's what I did. I did a lot of that. Um, oh, made a, made a very charitable donation to the veterans of Montana. Um, I actually got kind of... I don't want to say ambushed into a phone call, but... I got a phone call from a local number, which I very rarely answer if I don't know the number. And it was the veterans. Now, here's the thing. So, I have no problem donating to charities. I should do more of it. In fact, we all should, as a matter of fact. And in a way, during the phone call, like I kind of almost felt reluctant to donate, which is terrible, I know. Um... Because I've just never, I don't know, in my head, I just don't willy-nilly give my money to places, like, especially with charities, you don't, it's so hard to tell where the money actually goes, but I'm obviously a strong supporter of the U.S. military, I'm a strong supporter of veterans, I'm, I love freedom, I love this country, and those people fought, died, 
they've it, they've suffered you know traumatic injuries, traumatic um, just tra- uh, mental trauma, and um, they 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 gave the ultimate sacrifice and the ultimate like time to protect this country and and we don't got to get into like how the military is clearly used in ways that it shouldn't be used and whatnot um but nonetheless though that's the other thing too even even if you don't believe in some of the motives of the military you can't deny the act of courage that some of these people do even if they go in blindly they don't know they're still putting their lives on the line for us and for their country. So of course I'm going to donate to that. Even though once again, some, for some reason I was like reluctant to do so because it's one of those things where I don't know you, you get, it's like when a homeless person and, and that's, this is a terrible comparison. I'm not comparing veterans to homeless people, but I'm just comparing the situation of like, you're walking down the street and somebody asks you for money. You're reluctant to give them. Remember I told you about the crazy guy that was going to give me, that was asking me for food and then I didn't. And then he tried to kill everybody. Um, yeah. So you're sometimes you're reluctant in situations like that, especially when it happens over and over again. Um, but if it kind of it kind of bummed me out in a way talking to the guy because he was also with phone conversations and things like that you get used to telemarketers or you know bill collectors or scams where they're doing stuff like that so you're i think we've gotten so used to being like fuck off like get out of here you know like i'm i'm tired of this shit i'm tired of you guys blowing me up and things like that and I'm, and you could tell it was a real person this guy just trying to get pledges for for donations to the to the um, VFW, and as I'm talking to him, he he's constantly being like, "Please don't hang up on me, sir." Like, I'm just I just have to kind of run this spiel. Like, he's asking for certain donations, you know, whatever you can spare. It really helps us out. And then he's like, "Um," I was like, "Well, what's?" what can I do? Like, what, what are some of the options here for, is it just like whatever I want to spend or what, you know, he's like, and then he's like, well now, please, and before he even gave me the spiel about like, cause I'm sure there's a thing they have to read. He's like, please don't hang up on me. I just have to tell you this. This is something that we're supposed to say. And then he starts going through the spiel and whatnot. And I'm like, cause he's breaking down like the funds and stuff like that. And like, obviously wanting to get more money, which is, that's the goal, right? And it just bummed me out that, like, and he was even saying to me, man, it's really honestly nice to hear a kind voice. It's nice. And who knows? Maybe those are just, like, salesman plays. Maybe. I don't know. But it felt genuine to me. It was like, I, it's nice to hear a kind voice. It's like, thank you so much for not, you know, hanging up on me and not telling me to F off. I'm like, that's so fucked that people do that to, to our, our veterans, you know, that just goes to show, like, why there's always been issues with veterans receiving help and things like that. It's just such a bummer. And the thing that bums me out more than that is that the amount of people that are so willing to just surrender $20, $30, however much money on OnlyFans for some chick to, like, take her top off, but you're not willing to put $10, 20 like, even the smallest amount toward our fighting men and women who have, like, 
suffered and and put their their lives on the line in, in the pursuit of freedom in the pursuit of like protecting our nation like it's insane to me like and i'm guilty of it too you know i'm guilty of spending money in in like i'll go to the bar and spend 60 dollars just to get fucked up which is which is no benefit to anybody it's no benefit to me it's literally just for pleasure in the moment you know what i mean like it it, it holds no long-term value to me but I'm so I'm so easily able to go to the bar and and spend some money. It's like okay, for the cost of just not going out for a night, I can I can give that money to a charity or to the you know veterans or whatever. So keep that in mind next time you're presented with the opportunity to do something good for somebody else and to do good for for charities. And I'll I'll especially just point out the veterans because I think that's a, a a place that needs help that doesn't get it nearly as much as they should. So just a little tidbit for you on that. The only reason I thought of that is that I uh, got my uh, letter yesterday to, to send in the donation, which I did. So your boys, your boys doing good things out here. Life's a garden. We got to spread the love. We got to spread the positivity. It's not just a name on the podcast. It's a way of life. So your boy does good things. Your boy has a good heart. Just so you know. Um, also, okay, so this wasn't quite this week, but last week, I want to say. Um, yeah, it was a little bit last week. Um, Billings Outlaws, indoor football, returns. Um, I don't know if for anybody who's not familiar, long ago... Back when I was in high school, uh, we had an indoor football team called the Billings Outlaws, and they were two-time champions, IFL, which at the time was the biggest indoor football league, one of the best teams we've ever had, and like we rode with those guys for, I don't know, a solid five years, I think, and then they got moved to the IFL, and they won the first two championships in the IFL. Like I said, one of the just an amazingly assembled team, well coached, everything. Just those those games were so fun. Like the production value and it's your it's your home team. It's like a team you can root for here at home. And then uh unfortunately it dissolved for multiple reasons and the team went away. They tried to bring back indoor football and they called it the Billings Wolves and that just was very poorly managed. It did not work out very well for whatever reason. I'm not going to put any blame on anybody specific, but ultimately people weren't going. That's the only problem. You know, ultimately whatever was happening, whether it was they weren't good or marketing or people just, they lost complete, like all trust in indoor football after we lost our team after two championships. Like how could you ever trust that it's going to be a safe bet that they're going to stick around. You know, I did. I lost trust. I still went to those games though. Those Wolves games. Just cuz it's something to do. It's fun. It's I love football and it's football during non-football season and it's a local team. So I'll support. But anyway, this week they came back as the Outlaws. A lower division or a lower league, I should say, but there's a lot of familiar teams in this league from the old IFL days, which is fun. 
so I'm excited. I'm excited to see how that plays out. And um, hopefully, hopefully, I've tried in the past. I would love to get some current or uh, past Outlaws players on the show. So here's an open invite to any current or former uh, Outlaws players. If you're interested in coming on the show, we can talk about your journey in football. And of course, we talk about anything. I've made attempts. I've made attempts to get uh, former players on, and I'm still going to try. Not giving up on that. But uh, just wanted to put it out there in the ether that there is an open invite for any of you to come on the show and we'll have a conversation and have some fun. Now that I got the new equipment and everything, so it's going to be even better. Because we're leveling up! We're leveling up! Mm. That was the other thing I wanted to say too real quick about the Outlaws. So so back then, um, I... I was so into those games. Like, I loved going to those games. And, um, obviously winning championships, it made it even more exciting. It was just more and more, I don't know. It it was, it was just, it was amazing. And, um, you start to get that hometown, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just that the hometown... Love, the love for the team because it's your hometown. You've come to meet, you know, know the players. I, I hung out with a lot of those players. I'd always go there early to watch them warm up. I'd leave late to congratulate them after they won. And I'd talk to them all up to the point where they knew me by name. And as crazy as this is to say, I mean, you by now you know I'm a diehard, diehard Denver Broncos fan. At that time... I considered myself a bigger Outlaws fan than I considered myself a um, Broncos fan. And when I learned that they were um, dissolving, that the the team was uh, being dismantled and there was not going to be Outlaws anymore, after we won a championship, by the way, I legitimately cried. That's how much pride... Local pride, that was the word I was looking for. That's how much pride and love I had for that team as a fan. I cried the day I found out that, that they were going to be no more. It, I was heartbroken, literally heartbroken. This team that was so well-built and so just absolutely awesome. And it was just so heartbreaking to see that, that end. But I'm glad that they're back. I know it's never going to be the same. Maybe one day, you never know. They could build back up, but... It's hard for me to say that the emotions and the feeling will be the same for me because it was such a journey at that time to build up to that championship level, the devotion that we had going to those games, especially, and it's just a different time in my life too, but it was because I was younger, but I don't think we'll ever get that. I'll, I don't think I'll ever get that back. Maybe some other, maybe some other kid or somebody else can have that moment with this current team. Can't say for certain that I will ever have that, but you never know. I mean, I'm still going to go to the games. I'm still going to support. And I was such a big Outlaws fan at the time. I legit wrote a song for them, which we still play today. The song's called Outlaw. Now, I did adjust the lyrics a little bit before it was a little bit more skewed about 
the team and football. And then I kept the melodies and all that. And I kind of just converted the lyrics to where it's a different meaning now, but it's still a badass song because I am an outlaw and I was born to ride. <laughs> and ho hopefully the dream has always been to get that song recorded so they can play it at the games. So you never know. Here's hoping, right? Cause when you wish upon a star. <laughs> okay, well, let's see. What else? That's pretty much it, man. Like, that I can think of off the top of my head. Like, there wasn't a whole lot going on this week. Like I said, I went out a couple times, had some fun. It was a good time. Um, but okay, I mean, of course, you knew it was, you knew I wasn't not gonna talk about this. Everybody has had the ability to put in their two cents about the Will Smith and Chris Rock situation. And now, it's my turn. So, I, and honestly, I'm glad. Like, it sucks sometimes because it seems like the biggest news always happens before, you know, it's it's like a week or so before I have a chance to talk about it and get my thoughts out there. But in a way, I'm glad for that because it gives me time to really process it and really look at all the angles and make a, a good judgment of the situation so I can give like a true, my true thoughts and, and an educated, well thought out response as opposed to just a off the cuff first reaction type reaction for, for first instinct type reaction. And I'm glad for that because it, it really has given me time to uh, look at all the angles and like come up with a really like just, just a, my true thoughts on the whole situation. Um, and there's a lot to break down here. Okay. So I'm going to try and break it down one by one, but I can't promise that I won't just start running over myself and just like bringing up this and bringing up that and bringing up this. I'm going to do my best to stay on track here. Okay. First and foremost, the bottom line here is Will Smith is in the wrong. Absolutely. I, I honest to God cannot believe that there's any discussion whatsoever that Chris Rock might be the the bad guy in this situation and that Will Smith was right for doing what he did. It, it blows my mind completely that, that people are on Will Smith's side and that, and that it's divided. It's literally divided almost down the middle. It, it's completely shocking to me. You can't assault somebody for saying something. You can't. Like, that is the absolute bottom line. Violence is never the answer, which is, that's the ultimate hypocrisy of all of this, is the fact that Hollywood and, I'm going to say it, the left, which is what Hollywood is and what, like, the mainstream push is, is always leftist ideals, they're supposed to be the, like, peace and love, and they're supposed to be, like, you know, violence isn't the answer, bully, no, like, don't be a bully, 
um, don't no no don't body shame, don't fat shame, don't don't emotionally uh, hurt somebody. You know, it's all about feelings. It's all about that. And then they're cheering for literal assault. I mean, I get it. They 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 also want to destroy the you know freedom of speech. But no matter what, it doesn't matter what you say. You don't have the right to assault somebody for saying something. And there and and people are all now of course in situations like this and I fucking hate doing this, but of course I got into a a keyboard war on Facebook over all of this just trying to make the case the the obvious correct case that Chris Rock did not deserve that and as much as I love him got in an argument with my cousin and um it's like so he he lives in Denver and it's been very clear that after however many years of living there, when you live in a big city, this is this is an absolute reason why all big cities are very liberal. It's because when you're around so many people, you start developing groupthink. And it just so happens that that particular groupthink is, is leftist. And so I've been able to see over the years just this like leftist ideology just sneaking in on him and he just keeps it it's it's been consistent over the years that he's uh just been becoming more and more that way. So of course that was the position he took. Now that 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 side of the aisle or not even I don't even want to call it a leftist issue cuz you know, it's it's it just seems to be that way in my head. But let's just whatever the position is, whoever it is that thinks that Will Smith is in the right for this, let's break down the hypocrisies here, okay? They're gonna say he's defending his wife. Well, first of all, aren't women empowered? Shouldn't women just be able to defend themselves? Wasn't that always like the thing? So now you're applauding him for uh, what what would be considered toxic masculinity for, for imposing his masculinity. Number two, clearly a bully move, right? He goes up on stage in front of the entire academy so now, Chris Rock is a colleague in that case. They work in the same industry, making them colleagues. Will Smith walks up on stage in front of all of their other colleagues, in front of national television on one of the biggest award shows of the year. In no way, shape, or form did Chris Rock expect that to happen. Everyone's like, well, maybe it was fake because he's like leaning in. More than likely, he's leaning in because he assumes uh, Will is going to make a joke or Will's going to say something to him. Not hit him. And so, here's another thing. 
Will Smith, and and argue all argue all you want with me that that this was a bully move or not. It's a hundred percent a bully move because he's bigger than Chris Rock. He's probably stronger. Like Chris Rock isn't. He's not a big guy. Now, had The Rock been the one who said that joke, do you think Will Smith would have brought that same energy? Fucking guarantee you he would not have. So, the fact that he knew he could impose his strength and his will upon somebody like Chris Rock, you know he wouldn't have done that if it was The Rock or even like a Joe Rogan who, who we know has martial arts abilities. There's no way he would have done that. And then he he goes up, smacks him like a fucking bitch, I might add. Fucking slaps him. What a fucking pussy. Dude, I'm telling you right now, that was one of the biggest bitch moves. And it's not even the slap. It's basically a fucking sucker punch. You know what I mean? Like, he basically went up and sucker punched him because he was not expecting it. I know he didn't blindside him, but that's a fucking sucker punch, dude. You can't just... Now, let me go ahead and say this, too. I understand the concept of defending your friends, your wife, your kids. I totally do. But you still can't sucker punch somebody because it's a bitch move. I was using... I thought about this. It was like, for one, it was just stupid and wrong for him to do it on stage, on live TV, to a colleague. And I was like, it's it's a different setting to do it there as opposed to like if you're out at a bar. But it's not. It's really not. Now, I don't, I don't disapprove of Will Smith defending his wife, okay? I don't disapprove of that. He did it the wrong way. If he would have said, hey, I've, like, I don't like that. You can't, like, I don't, don't, if you would have just said, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth, that's fine. There's, there's no issue, okay? If you would have been upset about it, you're, you're allowed to be upset about jokes or about things people say. You're allowed. But you're not allowed to fucking hit somebody, especially like a fucking bitch. Now, if I'm at a bar and some dude is talking shit about my girlfriend or my wife and they're and they're keeping it up and I if I first of all I'm gonna tell them shut the fuck up dude or I'm gonna beat your ass now he's aware that I might make this physical so no matter what I've already given him a warning I've already told him if you keep doing this we're gonna step outside and I'm gonna beat the shit out of you so if I go up and hit him, it, he's, he's already been warned. He's expecting it because I've already given him that warning. If, Chris, if, if Will Smith would have walked up to Rock and said, I'm going to slap the shit out of you, then Chris has the ability to defend himself because now he's on alert that he might be getting struck. You can't go up and just bitch slap a guy without any warning. That's a fucking pussy ass move and fuck Will Smith for that. I'll say that. And and I will say immediately right now, I don't hate Will Smith even for this. Like, I think he's a bitch. I think he's a fucking pussy. I, don't, I, I mean, I don't hate him because I think he was wrong. Like, I do think he was wrong. And on the other side, 
Chris Rock's doing his job. Chris Rock was asked to go there and make jokes. I don't give a fuck. And it was such a mild-ass joke. Here's another thing I want to point out that everybody keeps talking about that is such a stupid, bullshit excuse. She has alopecia. Oh, she has a disease, and it's not cool to make fun of diseases. Fuck you, dude. She doesn't have cancer. Like, if it's if she had cancer, and the reason she was bald was for cancer, and that's why, you know, it was upsetting, okay, that's a little bit different, because that's a life-threatening disease. We're talking about fucking alopecia, dude? Like, people... Think about how many worse diseases there are. Like, people, there's people out here that don't have limbs. There's people out here that don't have sight. There's people out here who... Okay, think about the amount of times people have made fun of Mike Tyson for having a lisp. I know it's not a disease, but it is, like, a physical attribute that, that people make fun of. You know? It's like making fun of somebody for having a lazy eye or making fun of somebody for being ugly. Or being fat. Hey, Hollywood, is that not... I mean, we're just picking and choosing who we can make fun of? So, the amount of people that make fun of Mike Tyson for having a lisp, and he could literally kick your fucking ass. He could kill you. And we, and we have no problem making fun of him. Or, you know what I mean? Like, and if that's the excuse, oh, but she couldn't defend herself. Well, fuck off, dude. He didn't hit her. He didn't say... Do you know how many other things... He could have said that would have been 10 times worse. Like, okay, here's something that you might not know about me. I have a skin disorder, you know, like I have like active dry skin. It's like an, a, an excessive ex eczema where like my skin breaks out really easily. And when, when I get wet, it dries my skin out. I've never fucking talked about it. And if somebody made fun of me for it, who gives a fuck? I have been made fun of for it. Even though I got this fucking dry skin, it's thicker than shit, dude. And you're in the business where, if if you're in the uh, the Hollywood limelight, you basically sign a contract that you are are vulnerable to scrutiny. You're vulnerable to to jokes, to being made fun of. I mean, people talk about Donald Trump being fat. Well, that's okay because he's Donald Trump. We can, we can body shame Donald Trump f because he's not, you know, he, he doesn't align with our ideologies. It's so hypocritical. So fuck that alopecia excuse. It's a bullshit excuse. Like I said, if it was a life-threatening thing, different story, more upsetting. It's a nothing fucking thing, dude. She loses her hair. Who gives a shit, dude? And if you're so empowered about it, if you're so like, I'm going to rock the bald head because I'm, on, I'm a, like strong, independent woman or whatever, then fucking do it. Don't be all butthurt about it when somebody talks about it. I mean, even if what Chris Rock said was offensive, and, and everybody's open to interpretation of what offends them. And here's the other thing, too. No matter what, there's always, like, no... Every single joke that's ever been told is offensive to someone. It does not give that someone an excuse to attack the other person. Of course, they have all the right in the world to be upset about it and to be offended about it. But they, they have no right to attack somebody. Like, they're, it's just, that's the bottom line, dude. Take a joke. 
And I know that's people get upset about that. Like, well, emotional damage, dude. You can't. The only way you can you can fully stop emotional damage from speech is to completely abolish speech. It's impossible. There's no way you can stop people from speaking. Because no matter what, especially now that there's like everything makes people offended, there's nothing you can say that can't that won't offend somebody. It's impossible. You can't abolish speech. But you know what you can do? You can you can restrain yourself from physically striking somebody. There's better ways to handle it. Have a discussion. Handle things peacefully. You know what I mean? If he had a problem, he could have easily went up to him and said, hey, listen, man, I need you to stop fucking talking about my wife. Like, and if you don't, I'm going to do something about it. At least then, and I get it, like, that's still a violent act, but at least you're giving them the opportunity to defend themselves. And, it, and you can't really make threats either. That's kind of fucked up too. But if it's really that upsetting and it needs to escalate to a physical w- way, then at least give them some preparation and give them some warning as opposed to going up and bitch slapping them and, and sucker punching them like a little bitch. What else was I going to say about this? There's so, like I said, there's a lot to unpack here. I got to a, a lot of it. Um, oh, yeah. You notice Chris Rock, after he gets hit, <laughs> he so badly wants to say, because uh, he, he goes, oh, I could have, and he was going to, because he says, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth, and then Chris Rock goes, oh, I could have, and you know he wanted to say, yeah, keep other dudes' dicks out of your wife's mouth. Fucking would have been the king of the world if he would have said that. He would have... That's the other thing, too. You got Chris Rock, who is one of the greatest comedians of all time, doing his job, being a comedian. Do you know how many, like, overly offensive things I'm sure he said on stage that got no backlash? I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they got backlash, but 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 not to that extent. That was a mild-ass joke. And look at Ricky Gervais. You had Ricky Gervais hosting it five times. He roasted the absolute dog shit out of everybody. It's like... <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, clearly their comedy is just going to be done at the Oscars. And they're clearly moving that direction, having Amy Schumer host it. Because she ain't funny at all. She fucking sucks, dude. So that's clearly the, re- the direction they're going is to just remove the funny from it. You need that. You need these fucking pretentious ass actors getting roasted from time to time. Because all they, like, they're just so used to being catered to. And like, oh, Mr. Mr. Hanks, Mr. Mr. Smith, like... It's so good to see you. Can I get you? What can I get you? Like, yeah, you're looking real great today, you know? Like, it's always just compliment after compliment. Nobody says no to these guys. So you need somebody to throw up a fucking finger in their face and say, hey, you're, you're just as fucking human as anybody here. You just have money and fame. That's all you have. 
You're, you're, that makes you no different than the dude down the street to me. You're still human. You still bleed. You still feel. You're still a, you're still a person. It makes you no different because you have fame and money to me. The Oscars, any award show, dude, they're, they're bullshit. It's just all these fucking pretentious-ass actors and musicians and whatnot stroking each other's egos, sucking each other off. That's all they are. Um, so, okay, here, here's, here's the other thing I was going to say. Will Smith doesn't strike me. He does strike The Rock, or Chris Rock. He does strike Chris Rock, but he doesn't... Okay, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy to do something like this. It was so fucking out of character for him. And then, of course, he comes up and has a speech about, like, I want to be a vessel of love, even though I just assaulted somebody. So, hyper-hypocritical on that end. Now, let me say this, too. Because it's been a while... I respect the response to the situation as far as his apologies and his um, his actions. I think he just resigned from the academy, which is crazy. But it's like he got he he assaulted somebody. This is fucked too. He assaulted somebody, got a standing ovation, and then won a fucking award. Everybody's out here like like coming up Denzel Washington Bradley Cooper coming up to to Will Smith like hey man like it's gonna be okay it's gonna be not one fucking person came up and and asked Chris Rock if he was okay and Chris Rock was a professional he took it and he 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 could have he could have fucking just completely ruined the night by saying, fuck you, dude, you fucking piece of shit. I'm going to beat, like, I'm going to come, you're going to get yours. Like, he could have totally turned it around like that, but he didn't. He was a professional about it, and he and he closed out his thing, but nobody came up to see if he was okay. What the fuck? And how was Will Smith even allowed to stay there, is what I'm wondering, and then win an award? Dude, what the fuck, man? This was not just an assault on Chris Rock. This was an absolute assault on free speech and on comedy. It's bullshit. That, and that's the thing. After everything I've just said to you, how can you remotely agree that Chris Rock was in the wrong and that Will Smith was in the right? There's no fucking way, dude. There's no way. I just, I don't understand in the least. But anyway, I do want to say this too. Will, like I said, this was very out of character for Will Smith, who I've always been a fan of. I've always enjoyed his stuff. Um, so to see that was like it was it was bizarre. And the two things, and, and I thought of two things as to why this could have, why he acted this way. Number one, his brain just fucking broke. That's that's my first thought. Because in his acceptance speech of that award, he's talking about, like, you know, uh, in the movie King Richard, I had to defend my family. Like, th that guy defended his family and, and, like, blah, 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 blah. So, did he just think he was still in the movie? Did he think he, like, if somebody, if he was walking up on stage and somebody yelled, and he slapped Chris Rock and somebody yelled, cut, would he have just been like, oh, hey, hmm. <laughs> Good take. Chris, you all right? Like, so, that was, did we get it? Did we get one shot on that? Is, is that good? Do we got to roll again? 
what the fuck does he is he th- is his does he just think his life is a movie and the cameras are always rolling and and everything's just <laughs> what did he just like snap and like revert back to his his acting role was he just like did when they wrapped up production of King Richard, did they just not yell cut and he just left the set thinking that he was still that guy? I'm I'm a little confused by that. So that was my first thought. His brain just absolutely melted and he just still thinks he's King Richard. Or the more logical conclusion, which is Jada Pinkett Smith has absolutely fucking neutered him. Yeah? You think that's a possibility? She's got this red table talk show where she's she literally came out and exposed their relationship wide open to the world, which as I've already mentioned, if you're in that position of fame and celebrity, you've already signed the contract stating that you are open to all criticism and all jokes. If you're in that world, if you're a celebrity of any kind, you've agreed to be a public figure, which means you are open to scrutiny. So she comes out, she, she states her, like, she talks about the relationship and all this, and basically look, makes him look like a fucking bitch, because everybody's talking shit about him, that he's a cuck, and that he's, like, he lets his wife fuck other chi- other dudes, while Will Smith is, he's also allowed to fuck other chicks, but he's not coming out saying that, he's not like, oh yeah, I fuck all these chicks, and my wife, you know, she just like, lets me do it, he doesn't make her look like a fucking piece of shit but she sure made him look like a piece of shit and everybody destroyed him for it still do there were jokes that night about their open relationship keep that shit private if you don't want it see that's the thing she wouldn't have brought it up if she didn't want it to to affect him in some way i don't know why because toxic masculinity we gotta we're the, like, we gotta fucking take these men down a peg and make them look like fucking bitches. Well, it's kind of what happened. Made him look like a bitch, and, and that's just it. It's this culture of the toxic masculinity and, like, the destruction of men that he, basically, what I think happened is he just, he did, his brain did break a little bit. Not in the way I said before, but he was finally like, fuck this, dude. I ain't no bitch. I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm not. <clears throat> I'm a man. Everybody keeps treating me like I'm not a man because my wife made me look like a fucking cuck ass bitch. I'm going to prove to everybody I'm still a fucking man. Now, doesn't matter. Still shouldn't have done it. But I think that's why, because he's been absolutely castrated by his fucking trifling hoe of a wife, who, by the way, is not attractive. I don't give a fuck what anybody, oh, she's, she's still a bad bitch with her, with her bald head and stuff. Even with hair, she looked like a, does she not look like an absolute fucking bitch of a woman? I just, you just take one look at her and you can tell she's a fucking bitch. I don't care. Like... Get mad at me all you want. I'm just speaking the fucking truth, okay? She's not attractive, and she looks like a fucking nightmare of a woman. 
So that's all I got to say about that. So come fucking slap me, Will Smith, you fucking bitch, because I'm ready for it now. You wouldn't do it unless you blindsided me or some shit, you fucking sucker-punching little bitch. Anyway, enough about that. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's... Oh, yeah, that was what I was going to say, too. So that whole situation pretty much makes you feel like you're living in a fucking cartoon, right? <laughs> what, what, when you see something like that, it feels like something right out of Family Guy, right? It's like, it's like, yeah, we're living in a literal movie. Like I said, that he was acting like, um... And so it's things like that that make you think that you live in a movie or that you live in a cartoon. And then also, on the same week that that happens, I see this as well. And no article that I've ever seen published has ever made me like think I was dreaming or like I was living in a literal cartoon. I took a screenshot of this because I could not believe the absolute insanity of this article title it reads it as such <laughs> dog that was abandoned by previous owners who thought he was gay has a new home well that's a cheery story wait let's backtrack on that a little bit the dog was abandoned because the owners thought he was gay. <laughs> I saw that and I was immediately like, gay dog? And it's just like this picture of this dog just like, just staring. I'm just like, oh my god, everybody's brains are breaking. And then of course so many people are like, well that's what you, and it's like North Carolina or something like that. It's like, everyone's like, well that's what you get when you, uh, when you uh, live in a conservative state and everybody has close-minded, it's like, or maybe they're no-minded. Did you think of that? Like, why does everything have to come back to politics? You know what I mean? Like, first of all, you don't have to be Republican or, or uh, Democratic. You don't have to be one way or the other to be a hateful person. People can be both and all there's people on both sides that are just full of hate for for no apparent reason okay so hate doesn't have a political ideology hate is hate and people hate for several different reasons and so okay clearly these people don't like gay people so and they thought their dog was gay for whatever insane reason that might be but perhaps the reason wasn't necessarily because they were conservative, but because they're fucking stupid. And then there's like there was like a documentary, I guess that just came out. I didn't see it, but it's called like something vegan, bad vegan. And this, I don't, I this is literally just what I've heard because I've not even seen a trailer for this. But apparently, this this show, Bad Vegan, is a this woman gets scammed. Out of all this money, because somebody told her that if they gave him money, 
that her dog would live forever. Well, that's just insane. Hey, you deserved to lose all your money because you're a fucking imbecile. People are like, well, he said my dog would live forever, and, and I gave him all this money, and then, he, and then he scammed me for all my money. Oh, I'm sorry. Could it possibly be because you're stupider than all fucking get out? Maybe, like, okay, bad vegan. Well, we could just put the pieces together because she's a vegan and um, blah, blah, blah. And, and she got scammed out of money. Um, so she, we could just assume she's a liberal. Or how about instead we just assume she's a fucking idiot? Much like these dog owners. Why do we have to assume that they're conservative and that they're like bigoted? Or maybe they're just... Dummies. Did you think of that? Maybe they're just really, really stupid and they don't deserve to own an animal, much less deserve to be alive themselves. These are the people we let vote, by the way. This is why not everybody should vote. Let's be honest. I think you literally should have to take an IQ test to vote. Plain and simple. The stupid should not be voting. Because then you get what we got. <laughs> then you get what we got. People wonder why we have such stupid leaders. Maybe because we have stupid people voting for stupid people. Do you ever think of that? Alright. Enough of this, man. I swear to God. Everything in the news, no matter what is always negative, dude. Not I mean we we know this. I've talked about this openly. The news is actively negative the, for fucking god knows why. Why do, why do we want everything to be a negative? You know? Cuz uh, negativity breeds negativity. If you're constantly consuming negative th things, you will think negative thoughts, you will act negative, you will you will do negative action. It's just not good, man. You you can't constantly... Like, the other night, I swear, I'm sitting in bed. I'm, like, trying to find something to watch before I go to sleep. And I'm, like... I'm, like, looking at the different options. And it's, like, Dateline, 2020, 24-hour um, mystery, you know, forensic files... All those type of shows. It's like those don't make you feel good. Because it's all about like murder. It's all about evil and hate and, and just bad people. And like people love crime shows. Well, crime isn't good. I'm, I hate to break it to you if you weren't aware. Crime and murder and things like that, they're not good. They don't make you feel good. They make you feel unsafe. They make you feel like everybody's out there to murder you. Which makes you anxious, which makes you feel bad. Or you feel bad because this person lost their life. Like, you're consuming bad shit. And then I start looking at 
non-realistic, you know, it's like, even, even like, horror movies, or, or just documentaries, so many different documentaries, so many different, like, drama TV shows, even like, reality TV shows, like, The Kardashians, or fucking, um, I don't know, so many can't come, but it's, it's all, it's not, it's not about, it's, it's, the, the reason they're so popular, the reason these like reality shows are so popular is the drama of it. It's because there's so much drama, there's so much animosity, and it's not good. It's not, people aren't watching it because they're out there having a good time and they're having fun and they love each other. That's not why people watch it. People watch it to see fights. People watch it to see arguments. People watch it to see things crumble. For negative reasons. And when you consume that negativity, you are more than likely to reciprocate that negativity. So that's why I choose to watch comedies. That's why I choose to watch lighthearted stuff. Because that's what I want to fill myself with. So that when I go to reciprocate myself, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be lighthearted. It's going to be positive. It's just, god damn, dude, like, and it's all, it's out there, man, it's so, and every news article, every news title, it's always negative, like, even that one, gay dog finds home, <laughs> or, you know, abandoned dog finds home, it's like, okay, it's clearly meant to be, like, a lighthearted thing, because you're talking about a dog finding a home, but in reality, it's overshadowed by negativity. You talk about how the dog was abandoned. You talk about how the previous owners were pieces of shit. It's, you're, you're talking more about the negative stuff than you are about the positive stuff. Even, even the lighthearted news articles are meant to breed negativity and anger. And I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. I think we need to start promoting more positivity. But guess what? The problem with it is negativity sells. There's no reason they would promote it if it wasn't... They like divisiveness and they like arguments. And for some reason, people buy it. I don't know why. But I'm here to tell you to stop. Don't consume the negative. Consume only the positive. And you will hopefully ultimately be better off for it. And you will reciprocate that same energy back into the world. Because like... You know, even me, it's like, the I talked about the Will Smith situation. Negative situation. All negative. All of it's bad. This gay dog. The whole situation, bad. You know, I mean, I guess I opened up with some more positive stuff too, but it's like, those are the talking points. That's what everyone wants to talk about. Even me. You know, here on Life's a Garden. Supposed to be the positive show. And, and you know, that's why I named this show Life's a Garden. That was the whole premise to making this show, was to add something good into the world as opposed to something bad. And yes, I rant and I, and I give my opinions, and they're not always about positive topics, much like the news, because I guess I fall into the same categories as all of them. I'm just trying to sell what I know is going to sell. And sometimes it's funny, you know, ranting about things and, and doing all the, like my rant about Wyoming. So many people thought it was funny. You know, it's like, that was the point. The point wasn't to actually rag on Wyoming. It was to make you laugh, you know, 
That's the, the whole point of this show. It was because I, I was looking around and it's like everything's so negative. All the news is negative. All the, all the TV shows are negative. And that's the podcasts I consume are positive. The podcasts I consume are uplifting and they're, they're funny and they make me feel good. They don't make me feel scared. They don't make me feel anxious. They don't make me feel uh, mad. They're not divisive. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to add more of that into the world as opposed to all this negativity. And, you know, that's because life is a garden. Enjoy it. Live for the moment. Live for today. And... The reason I named it Life to Garden too, like obviously based on Joe Dirt, is because that's his that's the way he lives his life in that show. Is like no matter what, no matter how bad things are, no matter how you know down on his luck he gets, no matter the bad situations that happen, he always keeps an, a positive attitude. He always stays upbeat with with purpose in mind. And that's that's what I always wanted to be. That's, that's why I love that movie so much. That's why I relate to it so well. Because that's what I want. All the negative things that happen to you, turn it into a positive. Just stay positive. Just be a good person. And that's why this show is called Life's a Garden. So, try and consume less negative things. I know it's hard. And I know we like to do it sometimes. And I get it. Just try. Just try to listen to things that make you laugh. Try to listen to things that make you smile, not things that make you upset, make you want to argue, make you scared or nervous. You know, don't take that in. Take in the good. That's what we want to do here. That's the whole point of this show is to is to feed you good things, not not bad things. And so I'll leave you with that. That's how we're going to end the episode today. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate it as always. We are so close, so close to 100 episodes, and I can't wait. We got the new equipment in here. Hopefully, you enjoyed the, the quality of the audio. Hopefully, it's, you've noticed it's much better. Got starting, you know, we're, we're moving up. We're leveling up, guys. That's all we know how to do is just keep on keeping on. Um, go out there. Live every day for the now. Um, be charitable to others. Don't be a freaking sucker punching little bitch um love one another live for today and um of course most importantly don't forget life's a garden dig it